Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we're cracking open our passports and heading to Switzerland. That's right, the land of chocolates, cheese, watches, and Swiss army knives. And apparently, a a, a lot actually, (laughs) a lot of haunted places. But instead of going to one town with a lot of haunted places, we're actually going to discuss Switzerland as a whole. I mean, the country is about the size of Vermont and New Hampshire combined, so we're not really talking about a large country. In fact, from east to west, Switzerland is 222 miles wide, and from north to south, it's about 140 miles long. So basically, if you're driving about 60 miles an hour, which is pretty slow for me, you would get from north to south in just over two hours and from east to west in just under four hours. Again, assuming you're not like me and you don't have a lit foot. So let's go dark. Our first stop is a small town called Luke. I'm probably mispronouncing that, (laughs) L-E-U-K, Luke, which is located in the Rhone Valley. This town is exceptionally old, and the first church of this town was built around the 6th century, as in six people, like the 500s, so seriously, really old. Now, they actually used a pre-existing Roman building to build this church, So, I mean, this should tell you how far back, and and the fact that the Romans even made that far up into Switzerland. But either way, over the centuries, the building, you know, obviously gets torn down and rebuilt several times. And finally, St. Stephen's Church gets erected in 1494. And it is actually constructed in a goth theme. However, in 1981, the church decided to do some restoration to the 600-year-old building. The idea was to build a community center in the basement, but when workers attempted to pull up the floorboards, they came across a horrifying discovery. Underneath the building was a hidden cellar that had been housing a 9-foot-tall, a 65-foot-long wall of skulls for centuries. After discovering this wall of skulls, they, of course, called in the archaeological excavation experts. And these experts found at least 26 statues as well that were hidden beneath three feet of bones. After conducting some tests, it was determined that these statues were dated between the 13th and the 16th century. 
around the time the current church had been constructed. Now, obviously, people, archaeologists, historians, and the locals speculated as to how these bones ended up underneath the church. Was it war, disease, famine, or some type of disaster? Actually, the answer is more simpler than that. After examining the skulls, they noticed bullet wounds in some of the skulls, and they came to believe that they were soldiers who fell in the 1798 battle, but couldn't be buried because the cemetery was simply too full. So, to keep them on secret ground, and to bury them by, or rather underneath the church, that's what was decided, and they were simply forgotten over time. Moving from this church with this you know, literally skeletons in its basement. (laughs) Let's talk museums. I have two that I would like to share. The first being the Hanker Museum, located in Sisach. The Hanker Museum is, simply put, a collection of instruments once used for torture and execution. It is a private collection with Guido Varesi, as the curator. And to add a little atmosphere to this overall theme of torture and execution, the museum is a former jailhouse that contains three cells. And it is a rather extensive collection as the museum goes up three floors high. Guido's collection actually includes many original devices that were used in the name of, and I'm using air quotes when I say this, justice to, you know, torture and execute. And this even includes the blade of the Senegal guillotine, which was used by the French in their African colony of Senegal. In addition to this, the museum also has a large collection of authentic medieval execution swords on display, as well as a very rare Swiss beheading axe that was legitimately used to remove people's heads. So this place is obviously a place of interesting history, of tangible evidence that, you know, horrific acts in the quote-unquote name of justice were, were utilized. Now, if you go to their website, it is in German, as German is one of the national languages of Switzerland. However, they do provide an email, and I highly recommend, if you are interested, reaching out that way for any additional information for a great visit. And I have to tell you, I mean, this person went through great lengths to create this collection, and there is a sister collection in Canada as well. So obviously Guido went through great lengths to show the history, to show how horribly treated these people were, again, in the name of quote-unquote justice. And, I mean, it's morbid, it's sad, And it's definitely, without a doubt, a dark place. So if you get a chance to check it out, I highly recommend it. I have not been to Switzerland, but this place would actually be on my to-see list. Moving on to our next museum. And this is a huge shift. I am literally shifting from torture of the humans to a make-believe world. In fact, this museum is really alluring in a very very different way if you love the movie alien or if you love the movie aliens 
you know, with Sigourney Weaver, then this next museum is literally just for you. Located in the picturesque medieval city of Gruyere, where one can adore the cobblestone streets, visit a 13th century chateau, and admire the stunning valley, is the H.R. Geiger Museum. Now, if you're like me, and you don't know who H.R. Geiger is, that's cool. But chances are, if Alien or Aliens is your favorite movie jam, then you definitely have seen his work. H.R. Geiger was the designer of the alien Ripley had to square off with. You remember that part where she gets into that machine and she's got to kick the alien's ass? Anyways, while this museum hosts his paintings and drawings and some of his furniture, Geiger actually designed the interior of this museum with the intention of making it dark and grim and slightly disturbing, but basically to make you feel like you have entered an alien's lair and you can see the, the sculptures. In addition to this, and this is, I mean, I'm, I'm excited even though this is not um, uh, obviously my, my movie jam in, in terms of favorite movie, but the other really cool thing about this place is that Geiger actually has a bar right across the street, and it too follows the alien theme of, you know, the alien skeleton with the ceilings looking like the inside of an alien ribcage with vertebrae twisting, you know, the backbones twisting along its vaulted ceilings. And I, if you can, I strongly recommend taking a moment, finding the pictures of this bar. It is awesome. It literally looks... The, the way the bar is set up even, it literally looks like you've stepped into, you know, out of space in a different world, in a different dimension. So, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Alien or Aliens as the panda is. In fact, it is his favorite movie. But this place looks, both of these places look amazing. Now, the museum is open from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6.30. The last admittance is 45 minutes before closing time. And they absolutely welcome any questions or concerns that you have. They repeatedly say on their website, if you have any questions, you know, our team remains at your disposal for any questions via the email. So shoot them an email. Take a look. Take a moment and Google. This bar on this museum actually will be posted on our Facebook page so if you're a part of it you'll be able to get a link immediately when I post this but I mean I'm impressed guys I and I'm not into aliens the way the panda is but definitely definitely check it out now the bar is also open open for business back on Monday May 31st so it is open yay and it's open every day from 10 a.m to 8 30 p.m So you can definitely get your alien on and a drink at the same time. Okay, so shifting from churches and alien museums, let's talk haunted castles. Located in Vaud on Lake Geneva is Chilean Castle. Now, it is actually believed that the site of Chilean Castle 
the location of Chilean Castle has actually been occupied since the Bronze Age. So we're talking seriously old in terms of use and uh, people being, you know, in the area and, you know, again, existing and living and leaving their impressions upon the land. But the actual castle was built around 1150. I don't know how long ago the Bronze Age is off the top of my head, but we're talking at least 900 years old or almost 900 years old. So, or the castle is anyways. So this 12th century place of royalty houses the ghost of Agnes de Funchi. She was a duchess and a member of the House of Savoy. I'm, I don't, really know French history, but apparently that's important. Either way, she likes to make herself known. And some paranormal investigators have actually heard a woman playing music, and it is believed that the music that she plays is of the 13th century when she had lived. Now, in addition to Agnes and her singing, they've heard voices speaking, although they're not able to determine the source or specific directions are like, where is that coming from? I don't know. It's kind of everywhere. People have also felt cold spots or the temperatures dropping really fast unexpectedly. And people have heard footsteps in corridors otherwise completely empty. Now, to visit this castle, and I have actually watched a video. Someone went through and took a video, and it looks like it's, I mean, a totally a medieval castle. And again, it's it's beautiful. It's stunning. It's awesome that it's still standing. Now, you do have the option, of course, of buying your tickets online, which I do recommend because then you're kind of guaranteed your tickets for the day that is you know necessary for your travel because they only allow a limited number of people. We're talking 450 allowed in the castle at any one time. So definitely, definitely, definitely purchase ahead, buy your tickets. They operate kind of like uh, winter winter hours and summer hours. So from January to March, they're open from Tuesday to Sunday, closed on Mondays, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Last entry is at 4 p.m. From April to December, closed on Christmas, they operate from Monday to Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Last entry is at 5 p.m. So obviously the winter hours are less, and so definitely something to consider. If you choose to go, and again, this this medieval castle is beautiful. It is $13 Swiss franc, so it's in their currency. $7 for the child, again, Swiss franc. And they do actually offer the, the family package of two adults and up to five children ages 6 to 5 years old, for $35. Again, well, dollars. Swiss francs. So, and this, again, is definitely a place on my bucket list, if ever I get to Switzerland. Now, granted, Switzerland is a small country, but if you're driving around, if you've rented a car, and you're like, I'm going to hit all the hot spots, I've listened to this awesome episode of Where the Dark Corners Are, and you find yourself driving on the motorway A2 between Basel and Chassot, there is the Belchen Tunnel. If you pass through it, consider yourself warned. 
there is the ghost of an old lady known to haunt this particular stretch of Swiss Road. The tunnel itself was open in 1996. And it's just a little under 10,000 and a half feet long. The surface is asphalt, so, you know, it's a road. But the story or the legend goes that this, again, this tunnel is well known because of the lady in white. She is described as being an older woman, dressed in white, all white. And if she's not hitchhiking, sometimes she will appear out of nowhere in front of drivers. And sometimes if they see her hitchhiking, people have been known to pick her up. She'll get into the car and she'll even speak to them. And usually when she does, she's warning people of something dreadful about to happen. Now, after she gives her dire warning, and as you're driving through the tunnel, she is known to simply disappear. So, good luck if you're driving and you see the lady in white hitchhiking along. In other words, keep going. (laughs) Okay, so we have spoken of a castle with skeletons in his basement. <laughs> uh, two museums that are just, I mean, so far apart, they're, they're literally uh, nowhere near each other, but totally awesome in their own right. We've spoken about a, a beautiful medieval castle, and we've talked about a haunted tunnel. Let's talk about where you could stay if you want to sleep with some ghosts. Built between 1902 and 1904 is the Hotel Val Sinatra. Now, a little bit of history. Initially, it was not called the Hotel Val Sinatra, and it was actually in a lower position in, in terms of placement, I believe, along the mountain. But after this hotel took off and they had a little bit more money, they actually went on to build a much larger building. actually looks like a mansion now and raised it up the mountain a little bit. So it's not the original a foundation, but it is the original place. And part of why this is important is because it actually gets converted into a sanitarium in 1912 to treat people with syphilis, leukemia, or tuberculosis. And obviously, you know, back in 1912, I don't think there was a cure for any one of these things. And so obviously, this is a place where a lot of people died. Now, today, again, it reportedly looks like a gigantic mansion, and it's beautiful, and it's on the cliff side, and it's got this gorgeous scenic panoramic view behind it. It, of course, because of probably all of the bad juju that happened during its sanatorium years, it is haunted. So here are some of the experiences people are having. Windows will suddenly open. In fact, this seems to be one of the most prevalent paranormal activities. The windows will just suddenly burst open. Wine glasses will ring. Balls of light will emerge at night, just out of nowhere. People will experience cold drafts in otherwise heated rooms. Music has been known to play on its own from an unknown source. And during the hotel's paranormal investigation... Because obviously they wanted, you know, to look into these matters. During their own investigation, 
a ghost sent a fork and other flying objects across the room. I mean, this place has so much paranormal activity that the hotel themselves were like, we need to have an investigation, so let's do this. And if you're interested and you're curious and you definitely potentially have a wonderful paranormal activity, I highly recommend asking for room five. Now, who could possibly be behind some of the paranormal activity, all of the paranormal activity, or half and half the paranormal activity? It is actually believed it is a Belgian man by the name of Gullion. Now, Gullion had come to the sanitarium because he had tuberculosis, and he came there to receive treatment, and he apparently fell in love with an employee by the name of Maria. And because he fell in love with Maria and because he, you know, he died here on this on you know, this premise, it is said that he comes back to haunt the premise in order to protect the personnel. So it he must have really loved this place to continue to haunt it after a hundred years. Located in the Ingadine Valley, you can check out their website for prices, which, by the way, they did actually look pretty reasonable to me. And I have to say, the pictures, panoramic views, the hotel, the mansion, this, this place actually looks beautiful. So, again, if you're interested, if you're curious, check it out. And if you're hoping to have a wonderful paranormal experience, ask for Room 5. All right, now, before we end this episode, I would like to mention one more place. If you are an avid Sherlock Holmes fan, of course I cannot visit Switzerland without mentioning this very important place. As the avid fans would know, Sherlock Holmes actually meets his demise in Switzerland by the clutches of the evil Napoleon of Crime, Dr. Moriarty in this short story called The Final Problem. And he meets his quote-unquote demise at Reichenbach Falls. The Reichenbach Waterfalls was and is a real place, and as such, you can visit Sherlock Holmes' death place. And they even have a plaque there indicating, yeah, this is it, this is where he goes down, literally, with Dr. Moriarty. So, if you would like to follow in the footsteps of one of my beloved literary characters, Sherlock Holmes, and hopefully one of yours, you can do so by taking a funicular railroad to the falls high in the Swiss Alps. There, a pathway and a bridge will lead you to a trail where the infamous narrow ledge is still there today. And again, like I said, a small plaque will actually mark the spot where, at this fearful place, Sherlock Holmes vanquishes Professor Moriarty on the 4th of May, 1891. That's what the plaque says, so (laughs) I just thought I'd share. Either way. Okay, so that is all I have for tonight. Being honest, I am absolutely surprised, surprised by all the wonderful places that... I, I mean, I literally had my pick and choose. I could, I probably could do another paranormal travel episode to Switzerland because there are so many places. I was actually quite surprised how many castles are haunted. And 
I mean, again, I ha- kind of had my pick of museums. There's a lot of awesome museums here. And, I mean, this is definitely one of the one thing about doing a travel podcast, in addition to it being a paranormal podcast, is you learn so many new things about places that had never struck your fancy prior. And this this episode has definitely opened my eyes to Switzerland. And I sincerely hope open your eyes as well. Anywho, moving forward. Point is, Switzerland is jam-packed with awesome places to visit and with lovely, beautiful sights to see. All right, on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. As I said before, I will definitely be posting pictures of the alien bar on our Facebook page. Just one of the many reasons to join the Facebook page. Up to you. And if you're curious, you can take a look, send me a request. However, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist attraction in mind, send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. So until next time, please remember only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. <laughs> <laughs>